Wait a minute, I hear something. Hello, one and all. Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast. And that's all. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. That's all you need to know, right? It's your favorite podcast, yo. Um, Got the chance to see the brand new Evil Dead Rise 2023 just released. Um just kind of want to give my review on it because it's hot off the press so I'm pushing some some episodes back so I can get this out in front of you and uh, there's a there's a lot to talk about here believe it or not um, now will it take a long time to talk about it I don't know but uh, got some thoughts on it of course everybody if, if, if you know me you know I'm a huge Original Evil Dead fan, right? The the, the original trilogy, and um, I do like them trying to bring the story in front of new audiences, new generations. Obviously, the effects are more up to date and stuff, but do they really hold up as far as what made the original so great? Um, I've seen a lot of really good reviews on this so far and I've seen some that kind of have that same thing of you know they thought it might have been a little bit boring and probably the reason why is because you've already seen this before you know uh, minus Bruce Campbell and come on let's let's face it that the whole original trilogy was based off the zaniness and the combination of Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell who are the executive producers of this version um, also, the producers of the, was it 2010 version that came out? Which is closer to the original source of material, I will say that. Let's, uh, let's read the synopsis here and see if it gives us anything any different and me not crash my car while looking at it. It says, a reunion between two estranged sisters get cut short by the rise of a flesh-eating possession, possessing, possessing demons... Uh, thrusting them into a primal battle of, for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. That's a, it's a different look at it, I guess. I mean, yeah, that's kind of true. But uh, I think it's more about establishing another Ash-type character, which, same thing in the 2010, right? They kind of do the old switcheroo on you. They uh, change the gender on us, if you will. Not that I'm complaining about that. Totally fine with that. Doesn't matter, right? This is that thing that always bothers me is you, you feel like you get your crowd that gets upset if you don't watch something because they did the gender swap thing. Well, it's more than just gender swap. It either works or it doesn't, right? Um, either movie is good or bad, regardless of who's playing the part, right? I mean, that, that's that's the thing that I always get to. 
really wasn't interested in an all-females Ghostbusters because I didn't really care about who was in the movie. Just I'm just saying, right? Because those those people just they just kind of grate on me after a while. And I and I like funny stuff, right? But uh, going into this, people I don't know, you know, to a certain degree, don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I, it either appeals to you or it doesn't. I don't think it's so much a, you know, they didn't make a Rambo movie and it not be still Sylvester Stallone, right? Who says that they won't, right? But either when you see the previews or whatever and it clicks for you or it doesn't is the case. So just blaming somebody for not liking a movie because it's female, I don't think that's really a true factor. I think it's, if you grew up with the original, you like the original. Um, it's no different than me saying that, and I'm going to go ahead and kind of spoil it, if I'm going to reach onto a, or reach into a format to watch any of the Evil Dead movies, I'm probably still going to go back and watch the Bruce Campbell versions because, hello, it's what I grew up with right not knocking this movie at all uh, this is well done but it's just that thing again of you know I know you got to change things up get it in front of a different audience but the whole reason that you even have these remakes and stuff is because the original has such good content at the front end of it yes it was you know low budget but the content of it and the story was already there if you don't have that, sequels mean nothing, right? Or or prequels or remakes or, and I think a lot of times you lose sight of that because a lot of times reboots and stuff are just, you know, a cash cow. That's all it is. It's just a you know, hey, we'll get the old crowd to go see it because we we've, we've you know got this title that everybody likes. Hello, child's play. Know what I mean? And then you're trying to change it up for another generation to give it something different. And, you know, mostly your older crowd that grew up with the originals still going to stick with the original. And your new crowd is going to like the new one because it's newer. That's just it's just how it works. So, I get it. I get why you do it. Uh, there's some movies that shouldn't be remade, such as Jaws. Um, which brings up an interesting idea. I think you could take that movie and maybe digitally enhance some of the shark stuff to make it look a little more maybe up to date. Just saying. I, I, just saying. I mean, uh, again, Jaws to me is a perfect movie, just as it is. But I think in order for it to live on and to, uh, you know, survive, I, I think if you made just a few tweaks here and there to give it, to give the shark a little more life, uh, you don't have to remake the movie. Everything is still there. I mean, I, one of my favorite things to do is watch reactions on YouTube of people watching Jaws for the first time, and they're still, you know, pulling their feet up out of their out of their chair or into their chairs when the guy falls off the buoy, right? And he's trying to get back up before the rest of the buoy comes back after him, which is representing the shark. You know, people still react to those things, regardless of how old it is. Anyways, I don't know why I got off on all that. Um, I think this is a good rendition. Uh, and it's really, let, let's face it, um, Evil Dead Rise 
uh, you definitely get the Demons 2 feel after, you know, after we've just watched all the Demons movie. It's another reason I bumped this up because we just got through with all those. But it definitely has that Demons 2 or the Dark Tower, not the Dark Tower, Dark Tower feel about it that we just covered as well uh, because of the building that it's in and everything's happening. Even though it has very little to do with the story, right? You kind of feel like it's going to lean towards everybody in this building is going to get possessed. And maybe they are, but there's only about a handful of people, right? Um, you've got, uh, like I said, the story of the two the two sisters. And uh, the elder sister is raising three kids on her own. The other sister comes back because she finds out she's pregnant and has really nowhere else to go. Trying to make that family function happen again between all of them, right? Because she's definitely going to need help and leadership because she doesn't know how to handle this. And uh, what happens is an earthquake. Actually, let's talk about the beginning of this first. It's, it's always good to start at the beginning, right? You get the old cabin in the woods scenario, right? You get a couple of the, the, the girls out sunbathing and you get the old Sam old cam, right? The Sam Raimi camera that comes through and it's flying around. You're going, okay. And it ends up being, um, well, what do we call those things? <laughs> a guy's flying a drone. That's it. And, uh, you know, and it comes right up to the girl and the girl kind of reacts and you see it from the POV of the drone. And, you know, then you find out it's just her goofy boyfriend who's, you know, I don't know. You would think he's at an age to where, I don't know, he just seemed a little old to be flying a drone. Just saying. Anyways, uh, don't get me wrong. Drones are cool, but this guy is more obsessed with a drone than he is his girlfriend that's out there sunbathing. Just saying. But the girl gets up, goes inside. She's got a friend that's inside. She's sick. She's laying on the bed. And guess what? We get the old card scenario from the original, but she's actually reading a book. And the woman on the bed sits up and starts quoting everything that's in the book that you can't see. And uh, ends up scalping the girl. The, the, the girl's reading the book, ripping the top of her head off. And then she goes out. And uh, you get a pretty awesome scene out on the pier between this possessed woman and the drone boyfriend and uh, it kind of sets up you know the story we all know and love of Evil Dead and then it goes to this high rise apartment building which gives you like I said the, the Demons 2 feel and a little bit of wreck there's a there's a wreck feel about this if you've ever seen those movies the wreck movies are pretty amazing and uh, which I need to cover sometime and uh, you got the family scenario. There's an earthquake. And again, that whole beginning scene is kind of separate. You, you know, it just kind of happens. And you're trying to figure out, okay, well, why did it stop there? Well, you want to take it somewhere else, right? Because why repeat the same thing you just did in the last movie? It's time to do something different. Um, and then you get this family that's, you know, like they said, a fight for survival. You get all the great Evil Dead lines. You get references to Evil Dead 2. You get uh, 
for the most part, the demons look like the ones from the remake, except for one. One of them actually has the Henrietta eyes. She's got Henrietta eyes. <laughs> uh, it's actually a he, but, you know, so they, they throw these little snippets in there that are tied into the original first two movies. That's the other thing, too, because the reboot was 100% a remake of the original movie. This one is really a combination of Evil Dead 1 and 2. It's got a lot of two in it. There's the eyeball scene. You know what I'm talking about? That's in this movie. It's just done in a different way, which is pretty cool. Uh, this movie has moments in it that are gross and fun all at the same time, just like you expect from Evil Dead. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think it's done really well. There's a whole scene that's done where the demon gets locked outside of the apartment building and you see this entire scene it reminds me of old boy where you get this one shot but this is all through a peephole and you see all this stuff going on out in the hallway just through this peephole and it's it's a good long segment too and uh the demons you know fighting people out in the hallway and it's cool it's very cool um this is this is a well done movie i'm just gonna say it i i think I think if you're an Evil Dead fan, if you can set aside that you've already seen this before, you know, you don't get as bored with it. I, I think if you're expecting more out of it, then you probably will get bored out of it. Um, there's some scenes that have been built up to be more than they really are, but at the same time, there's still plenty of Evil Dead stuff going on in this to, to keep you going. Um, I... I don't have a problem with this movie at all. Um, the problem is, and, and that's, and I think this is really the root cause of everybody's reaction to this that that doesn't really like it because I kind of felt it too. It's like, do we really need another reboot, right? Is it because Warner Brothers has picked it up and they're running with it and they wanted their own franchise off of it? Don't know the whole story yet. But this is not a continuation from what we don't know. This is a reboot, a remake of Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, just in a different location. Um, like I said, Earthquake, you get the scenario where, remember in the original, where Bruce Campbell and well, Ash is trying to get his sister across the bridge, and they get there and the bridge is gone. Well, what happens here is there's an earthquake, the elevator is definitely not the way to go because that thing's just more evil than the elevator in The Shining, and uh, which is where the possession starts. But uh, when they try to take the emergency stairwells, they're gone because the earthquake made them disappear, supposedly. And uh, what it does is it opens up this other area, and the young boy of the family goes down in there and finds this room which been, has been sealed off. And he finds... Guess what he finds, bo boys and girls? That's right, the Necronomicon. And he finds these records. Because this boy is fascinated with being a DJ. So instead of having a reel-to-reel -reel system to listen to what happens, he finds these records, these one-sided acid tapes that he listens to. If you don't know what that is, Google that, right? Um... But he finds these records and he starts listening to them, which they are made at a different RPM for the record player. So he has to spin them by hand 
to get them to the right RPMs, be able to understand it. And obviously the incantations are on there and it causes everything to happen. And the book is foretelling, just like in the remake or the reboot from just a few years back, whatever happens in the book is kind of what's happening in real time, right? So the book is telling you what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. And, uh, which I think is a nice twist, right? I really do. I, I really like that concept. Um, and, um, kind of reminds me of, what was that, Atrium? That Danny and I watched for Helming. Kind of that same concept of the book is foretelling what's going to happen, right? Uh, you do get the evil coming together and creating one flesh. Just like Evil Dead 2, right? Where at the end where the big head comes through the window and, you know, you're doing the time warp and all that stuff. That doesn't necessarily happen, but you do get the the bodies of all the demons coming together and creating one creature for the so-called final battle, which I think is pretty dang cool. Um, that's something we haven't seen before. And again, you know, there's, there's that argument of why do we need a reboot of these movies that are upheld as classics? Well, again, retelling, re-imaging, I get it. Doesn't mean you have to say it's better than the originals because, you know, it's not. But I think it's good enough for a new generation to, to get into the whole idea. And obviously they can take this and run with it any direction they want to. It really leaves it open enough that you can now do anything in this universe, which I think is the sole purpose of setting this up, right? Giving it a different location, not telling the same thing out in the woods again, even though the wraparound of this movie is the woods, right? Because at the end of this, which is confusing to people because they forget about the beginning of the movie while you're watching it, this young lady comes into the parking garage where all the finale happens, right? Which is bloody and gruesome, just like we love it. Got some good lines. You get the uh, I'll swallow your soul lines. You get dead by dawn in this. It's got all those things that we love about Evil Dead 2. But at the end, this young lady is coming out to get in her car. She's going to pick up her friends. She's talking to her friend on her phone. And it's the girls from the very beginning, right? The ones that were out in the cabin. And the one that's possessed is the one that's got the phone. And oh, this will be a lot of fun. We'll go get the guys. We'll go out. We'll get this location. It's going to be a lot of fun. And while she's standing there, she notices this catastrophe that has happened in this parking garage. And all of a sudden, you get the sample cam that flies at her, and she screams, and the screen goes black. That's how the movie ends, which sets up the fact that the demons got into her, and there you go. Then we're back at our wraparound at the beginning of the movie. I don't know. I, I think it's done really well. And again, you got to remember the boys are still involved with this, right? Uh, so they're still saying yay or nay to what's happening in this flick. I, I recommend it. I really do. I, I think I think it's a solid flick. It's a, it's a four out of five for me. That's kind of where I stand on it. And um, is it is it covered up with the tropes of the time? Just like the, uh, if you look at the artwork, you're like, wait a minute. I've already seen this artwork like four times in different movies. Yes, it's guilty of that. So the thing that made Evil Dead so groundbreaking back in its originality was those those covers, right? The movie posters, the the iconic 
woman reaching up out of the ground and that stark blue background on the original. The uh, skull with the eyeballs in part two. These look like nothing else. And this one kind of falls short because it looks like the other five movies that have, you know, well, Smile, Black Phone, all these other movies that almost have the same artwork. So I think it kind of fails there. But as far as the movie, I think the movie's pretty solid, right? So this is what happens, folks, when, when, when a major company gets a hold of your franchise and starts dilly-dallying with it, right? Luckily, we have... Uh, Sam Raimi and Bruce Campbell involved because it could be even worse and they could have cut them out completely and it turned into well I'm going to say it kind of what happened with Star Wars and luckily we got some people said hey we need to make this more Star Star Warsy again um, if you're a fan of the, the newer trilogy I'm sorry but that's just kind of where I stand I, I think we just I don't know we kind of butchered origi- that original idea and again, the people that probably won't like this movie is because we are taking the original ideas and we're trying to give it a new coat of paint, but we're probably using a satin finish instead of glossy. There's a good analogy. Um, and again, I don't have a problem with this movie. I think it's good because I like the wreck element. I like, I like the retelling of it. Um, it didn't really throw anything at me that surprised me which is something I always loved about the Evil Dead movies. I do think the elevator scene with the mom was pretty awesome. Um, her character in general uh, is pretty wild and uh, is really the basis for the majority of this. Instead of it being somebody that's locked up in the cellar, she gets locked outside the apartment and you kind of get that same vibe. So, you know, the elements are there. They're just reordered reimagined and uh, for the most part good so there you go folks that's my opinion on the new evil dead rise uh check it out when you get a chance and uh let me know what you think on this one because i can see where it's divisive but i think if you're a fan of horror movies anytime we get any glance of any kind of evil dead movie i'm kind of on board right all right folks take it easy we will check you later Dr. Uber!